Hi, I'm Bronwyn Clark. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney. Hi, I'm Jenny Williams. Hi, I'm Tom Wren. Hi, this is Wendy Schaefer. Hi, it's Keith Bradshaw. And I'm Ben Hook. In conjunction with Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, this is Hooked on Sport. You're listening to South Australia's number one local sports podcast, Hooked on Sport. We say number one with no evidence whatsoever, but the lack of competition gives us confidence to make such a claim. Today is episode number 32, and we're inverting a sporting truism of the 2020 shutdown with international athletes returning home to ride the pandemic out. Golfer Stephanie Nahr did the opposite. She got out early to beat the restrictions into the US and stayed there when the Symmetra Tour season was put on ice, knowing that if she left, she wasn't going to get back in. That's true commitment, hey. Thankfully, the tour got underway last week, and in the first event, Steph finished a commendable Tide 42. She joins me next. Hi, this is Nick Winter from the West End Redbacks. You're listening to Hooked On Sport. Stephanie Nahr, welcome to Hooked On Sport. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ben. I'm really looking forward to the chat. Steph, after so many months of uh, just waiting to be able to return to competition, you must almost be able to taste it now. You're only a week or so away. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. I think, what, another eight more sleeps until I take a jump on a plane off to Battle Creek, Michigan. It'll be my first flight in four months, which is probably the longest time that I've gone without getting on a plane. Yeah, but not going to lie, pretty nervous about the whole travelling side of things. Obviously, very excited to be teeing it up in a tournament. So let's talk about that. Globally, there has been so many concerns around travel and how that can have an adverse effect on your health through no fault of your own. But if you've got to move from one part of the world to another, it's just that that level of unknown, isn't it? So how do you think that will manifest itself? How do you think you'll be able to deal with that over the course of the next, uh, well, eight days? You know, you just got to remember that all you can do is focus on things that you can control. So I just make sure, you know, I've got my mask and my hand sanitizer and make sure I'm washing my hands when I can. And just being really careful, I guess, try not to touch too many things and keep my distance from people. Just basically trying to stay positive and not get too anxious about it because, you know, at the end of the day, it is my choice to travel and play these events. So part of that, I can't really get there any other way. I mean, I could drive, but it's probably like a 16 or 18 hour drive and not so keen to do that on my own. So flying is the most convenient way, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I just have been trying to just remind myself that, you know, I can only do what I can do, like my part and keeping safe and clean. And yeah, hopefully, I mean, I've, you know, I've seen plenty of people have taken flights. Some girls have gone home to Europe and back and um, they've had no trouble and um, but yeah so I think you know we we tend to dramatize things in our minds and think of the think of the um, bad outcomes but yeah I think you know I just focus on you know it's just all part of what I've got to do to play some tournaments right now. What is the general state of play in the US, and in particular, I suppose, where you are? We follow the news and we've seen horrendous stories of a lot of people succumbing to the disease. How's it been for you in the US and what what have you observed? Over here, yeah, it is, it is worrying. Obviously, I think like where I am, especially here in North Florida, 
you know, it was a pretty low number of cases early on. So now you're hearing the number of cases are increasing and people being hospitalised. And I mean, it's what July now and they're saying it's much worse than what it was, say, earlier on when other parts of the country over here like New York, New York City and LA were really spiking. So um, it definitely is worrying to think that where I am now, obviously I felt quite safe here back in March, but hearing the news now and seeing more and more cases come out, it's, it is definitely a little worrying. At the same time, you know, I'm just doing my thing, trying to stay away from it as much as possible, but just going to the golf course and, yeah, like I said, working out at home, going to the supermarket when I need to, and just hopefully people can follow the social distancing rules and I think over here they may have been a little too relaxed about it just because it was a pretty low number of cases early on and you saw restaurants and bars being opened a lot earlier than other parts of the country and I guess that would just kind of prove that it may have been just a bit too soon which is yeah unfortunate. You mentioned you've gone five months uh, without being on a plane. I would imagine You've been a pro for uh, more than 11 years now. I imagine this is the longest period you've gone without playing competitively. Would that be about right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. There was one season, 2016, I think it was. I mean, even then, I was—I barely played. Say, I sort of took a break from tour life, I guess you could say. But I still played some events. So, yeah, I definitely think this is five months for sure, the longest time I've gone probably in my life, really, since <laughs> playing golf, actually. Because obviously as an amateur, I remember playing like seven to ten weeks in a row and it was always for one and always, and obviously even throughout high school, I had to miss a lot of school. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been strange, but when I think about it, it, you know, on paper it seems like a long time, but I don't know if it's just because I've really enjoyed, I've just enjoyed my time, really try to make the most of this downtime, I suppose. So it hasn't felt like as long as it has been, I think. I'm definitely at that point where I'm, I'm ready to tee it up in a tournament, you know, feel some nerves and a little bit of competition. And yeah, just, you know, having a score that really actually counts. Has the break done you good? I'm going to say yes. You know, I, I feel really fit and healthy. I've been uh, really committed to my workouts and keeping fit. And it's been, it's just been fun, basically like experiencing life, I guess, away from tour. It's just been nice to be in the same place for a, a longer period of time. You know, I can buy, I've been able to buy like bulk items, you know, shampoo, big shampoo and conditioner bottles, just little things like this. It's, it's, I know it sounds silly, but it's just like, oh, I can actually, like, I'd, I'll use that. I'll use that all. I can, I can buy a, you know, multi-pack of this and that because I'll, I'll use it. Like, it's just little things, kind of just having a good weekly routine. I've tried to keep it like, you know, fairly similar to, to the tour life in terms of, you know, I kinda of take I've been taking Mondays off and been playing the weekends. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Like having time to just try new recipes and things like this. I always feel pushed for time. So this was just a great chance to do things that I've always used that excuse of, Oh, I don't have enough time to do that or try that and yeah, it's been really fun to be honest. Let's take a short break to hear from John Mannion at the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. It's brilliant that we're starting to return to sport, to return to physical activity and to be part of a team again. Both wonderful things that will have a positive impact upon our mental health. But for some of us, the time out of sport may have been a challenge and so returning to the sporting group might be difficult for us. 
Therefore, we think it's really great if we look out for each other. And one way to do this is to know the five signs of mental distress that can help ourselves, our family and our friends. So why not look out for things like, is somebody not feeling themselves? Have they started to become withdrawn? Maybe they're showing some signs of agitation. They could be starting to neglect themselves or having conversations with you where they're expressing their feel sense of hopelessness. If this is the case, it's important to reach out and to put your hand up. Take the time to connect with your families and friends. Give yourself permission to relax and to recharge. Remember, it's normal to feel stressed, sad and confused, and talking to a trusted family or friend can really help you. Remain calm and try to keep a routine as normal as possible. Look after yourselves and your loved ones. And remember, we're all in this together. And now back to the show. Take us back to uh, that period of time in March when you're at the players. It was uh, probably the most uh, public, from a golfing perspective, it was a very public uh, cancellation. Everything sort of collapsed uh, at that period of time around the players. They got through one round. And I think uh, you'd been to the Tuesday practice round. They had a concert there. I mean, there was a big crowd of people there. Just take us through that time and how that played in your mind of going from a very normal way of life at a public golf tournament to um, everything basically getting shut down within three days. Yeah, it was just truly just crazy. I mean, just such a whirlwind of a week. Um, obviously, you know, I flew over here after a few events and I was teetered up in the first Metro event. It was, you know, maybe my fifth or sixth week in a row. You know, obviously there were some concerns. You heard about it in all the issues China were having at the time. And, you know, I remember leaving Australia being a little wary of flying, but I, you know, I got myself a mask. And at that time people were saying, you know, oh, don't bother about a mask. It's not going to do anything. So, you know, we just had bits and pieces of it. Um, and then playing the tournament, you know, we basically played it just as per usual. I had actually got a cold throughout my travels. And so I had actually developed a bit of a cough. And, you know, I think at the time, think, oh, it's just a cold, obviously, you know, like just a bit of a cough from traveling. Obviously, still to this day, I don't know for sure if I had it or not. There was potential since it wasn't so serious, I I suppose at the time yeah I just kind of brushed it off and no one was really taking it that seriously I guess but one thing that hit me was you know at the end of one of my rounds I went to shake my scorer's hand and he was an elderly gentleman and he kind of shied away from the hand Mm. and did a fist bump so that was the first experience of oh wait a second you know this could be a lot bigger than everyone's making it out to be And then finished that event, came up to the players. You know, we had a scheduled couple of weeks off, so it was perfect timing for me. Came up to visit my friends. You know, I thought, yeah, how fun. We'll go hang out, watch some PGA Tour players. Was at the concert on Tuesday, like you said. I think there was tens of thousands of people there. And probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It looked a lot of fun, Steph. It looked like a genuine (laughs) daytime party. It, it just really was. I mean, just the, the scene, like the atmosphere, obviously, with being on a golf course and with live music, great, great band. It was just, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. But then to think, you know what, like two days later, everything just shut down. I was staying with my friends who worked for the tour, and so I was getting fairly live updates of what was happening. It was insane how quickly it was going, just dropping, like level by level. It went, went from, you know, obviously 
they were playing normal, as per normal, like fans, everything on Thursday. I even went out there on a Thursday, went out watching. It was a little eerie, I guess. You know, people were certainly a little stunned. Like, you know, they had hand sanitizers everywhere and some people had masks on and whatnot. But then I think that day they had announced that, okay, like from Friday, there's going to be no fans. So that was a huge deal um, at the time. And then by that night, before I went to sleep, they'd cancelled the rest of the tournament. It was just such a whirlwind from, what, two days before, I was just jumping up and down and yelling my lungs out and sweating, dancing alongside 10,000 other people. And now, you know, this golf tournament's been cancelled. It was just truly like 100 to zero. (laughs) It was just so strange. Um, I think it was just really hard to grasp what was happening. I mean, obviously, I think at the time the NBA had announced that, you know, the season had been postponed and PGA Tour just, you know, did what they, they had to do. Obviously very unfortunate. I think Hideki shot like a equal course record of nine under or something and that's just vanished now. I mean, there's no record of it basically since the tournament got cancelled. Yeah, I guess just from then on, uh, you know, obviously it hit everyone. We all were like, wait a second, you know, this is actually, this is not a small issue and we're going to have to be dealing with a lot of uncertainty for a while. Yeah, I had to stick it out because there were times, you know, early on, especially with just no idea when, you know, if we're going to be off for a few weeks or, you know, longer or whatnot, I I just didn't want to get stuck. If I'd gone home, didn't want to get stuck and not being able to come and compete. Obviously, it turns out that now that they basically, everyone's keeping the same status as they started the year with for 2021. So basically gives you the option if you want to play uh, this year or not. But it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, with you know, if you test positive, you're unable to compete for two weeks. So it's just yeah, it's just going to be a very interesting season, especially this year. A little bit of uh, suck it and see. What are you expecting to see? You said you're you're off to Michigan to play the resuming tournament for the Symmetra Tour, which is uh, what you're currently have status for in the US. What are you expecting to see? Do you think it'll be, you don't have huge galleries for the Symmetra Tour, so are you expecting to see something pretty similar to what you've played in the past? I think the biggest changes for us are obviously just, you know, everyone will be wearing masks. We're not going to have, you know, players, lounge, gyms, obviously not going to be accessible. No gatherings really with any players. And I think it will just be more of the social distancing that we'll need to get used to i mean that depending on the range the size of the range obviously they're talking you know we might need time slots for the range just to minimize the number of people in a in a small space but as for crowds i mean i believe there will be spectators allowed at our events but yeah like you said you know we don't get thousands of people coming out to watch you know it's it's i guess it's nice that if that they're able to and hopefully everyone abides you know by the social distancing rule and and yeah hopefully we can all just kind of carry on and get our tournaments in safely and be able to play the whole season been a professional 12 years now steph this is going to be uh, some unusual circumstances that all of the tour players will be in Someone who's been there and done it a fair few times before, do you think that gives you maybe a little bit of a leg up on the rest of the field that you you do know your way around? Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, having especially now that I've been playing on the Smatch Tour the last few years, a lot of the tournaments that we'll be playing are events that I've played at before and courses that I've played before. So that's always slight advantage. Helps with, you know, the preparation for the week, just knowing the course a little better, I guess. Since I've played most of these courses, I could minimise the time, you know, that I spend at tournament sites. 
overall, I mean, you know, you just you still got to be able to play the course and your game's got to be there at the right time. Since I've been playing for so long, I think I, I look forward to just easing back into it. You know, some girls, I know the rookies will be dying to play and just really trying to get in there and get all their work done. It's kind of nice to have that level of knowledge and, you know, do what I have to do. Almost kind of look at it like a bare minimum time spent on the course. Um, I can probably fly into events a little later than normal with no pro-am parties that we have to attend to early on in the week. you are a regular invited guest to those sorts of events, Steph. You're like, uh, (laughs) you know, the the A-lister of the Symmetra Tour. (laughs) I don't know where you got that from, (laughs) Benny, but... um, you know, it's nice to dress up every once in a while. So, And, and obviously with the quarantine life, it, that, that hasn't happened much. So I will miss that. No, obviously it's, it's the safest move. And we still have Pro-Am, a very vital part of our events and keeping our sponsors happy. You know, I think there have been some concerns about Pro-Am and obviously just having to mingle or like be around new people. Like you know, golf is a pretty safe sport. It's not too often that you get in people's uh, face. It's kind of sad that we can't shake hands or give our friends hugs and whatever. But if you know, if that's the only thing we can't really do, and but we're still able to play golf and compete, then I think we're very, very lucky. Not too much will be will be affected. Just little things like that. I think I'll still even to this day. You know, you meet someone new and you, you oh no, you, you take the hand, you put your hand out. You're, oh no, no, we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe that's what the Symmetra Tour needs. You need to get in each other's face a little bit. Maybe we need to go <laughs> Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, a little bit of niggle. Right. Yeah. We need a little. We need a little um, beef out there. Eh? You're too nice. I don't know if you could possibly <laughs> find anyone that you'd want to niggle, but uh, maybe maybe that would put the Symmetra Tour on the back pages of the papers. <laughs> Maybe hit, make a few uh, more headlines. No, I, uh, I I like the peace. I like I like peaceful. Uh, I like peace. I just uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of confrontation. Not a fan of yeah. Just uh, I stay away from drama. I'm with you. I enjoy a friendly game of golf much more than I enjoy a yeah a, a spiteful <laughs> one. Hey, uh, a couple of, a couple really quickly. Tell me how you feel the golf game is heading into the first tournament. Honestly, I I feel pretty good. It's obviously been a long time, and in that time, yeah, because I've been playing fairly regularly anyway, it's been good and bad-ish over the last few months. But I've been working on a few things uh, the uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's really making sense and it's feeling more natural. And so I I feel good about my game. I've I've got obviously another week to really hone in on the skills and just kind of switch into tournament mode So a lot more up and down games and playing courses on the range and things like that. Uh, I've been and every time I've played really I've been playing with a lot of the guys so I'm always going to tee off on the same tees as the guys that I play with so they have you know if I if I happen to have a really good day they have nothing that they can um, hold against me <laughs> um, so I'm hoping you know when I get to the Symmetra courses that maybe they'll feel a little shorter but yeah no I'm actually just I'm really looking forward to seeing where my game is at on a competitive level I've been playing some money games with the, with the boys I think that's been it's been great for you know little pressure putts and shots and stuff like that it's been fun though you know so it's I think tournaments obviously always going to be a little bit different. So yeah, I'm just really keen to see where I'm at and yeah, basically just get back into that tour groove and analyze the first week and find something to work on and just yeah, continue what on. What clubs are you using at the moment? I remember having a conversation with you about an old Nike driver that uh, is 
probably it's about the same age as you, and you did have quite a cute little joke. But it's like a you know a boyfriend that you've broken up with, but you've uh, you've gone back to. What clubs are you using at the moment? I actually just had the Callaway Barry. He was just in town, and I just caught him actually on his way out, and I dropped off very kindly, dropped off a few different shafts to try in in the new Callaway nice. Maverick driver, and been put in the bag the last couple of rounds and I've probably only missed one fairway wow. and that was actually with my three woods so it's you know it's just it's looking good it's looking very high potential to stay in the bag I've got a few more shafts to try with the head so I just want to you know compare some numbers and get some good data just to make sure just to confirm you know that it is the club but yeah it's very exciting times you know obviously I would I would love to hold on to the Nike but I I did I did a, I played a round where I hit one one drive with my Nike one with my Callaway and even the times I wasn't hitting them well I would say the Maverick was just going that little bit further and so I think finally it, it, it's it's it might time. be time Steph it might be time to move on for good yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to this new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the window, is it open? I think they have still, and you talked about how everyone's going to keep their status, their 2020 status for yeah. 2021. Is there a little window to get yourself yeah. into majors to get yourself onto the LPGA for next year? I think they, there is a couple of slots around the place. Is that how it works? Yeah, so basically they've said that there's five LPGA cards available only if we play a minimum of eight events, I believe. So if all going well, and, you know, nothing too crazy happens with COVID and, and the players and staff at the event. And, I mean, I guess, you know, states in general, a lot of a lot of the time it's not even up to the tour. It's, you know, they have different state laws and regulations and whatnot. So as long as, yeah, we get eight events in, there'll be apparently there'll be five spots for LPJ. They, now, there won't be great status. You'll be quite low on the priority list. Definitely, obviously, having the opportunity to become a member and then obviously you have the option of playing Monday qualifiers and if you get any starts in the event, you know, you, you have the green light to give it a go. So all you need to do is just win two of these eight and things will start to sort themselves out pretty comfortably, don't they? Yeah, I, I think that's how it works, you know. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure it's it'll be interesting to see how, yeah, what sort of, what kind of formula and uh, leaves you in the top five because obviously... Um, over the last few years, like gradually, it, the competition gets tougher and tougher. Uh, I haven't really looked at the entry entry list and not sure, you know, because some players may opt not to play at all this season. You know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, come November and the, and we we get all our events in and see what makes the top five for sure. I'm, you know, eyeing down win any time or every time I tee it up. Yep, it's still the same goal and basically just trying to play the best golf I can. Oh, I think you see where that leads me. I think you're incredibly well equipped this time around, Steph. You've <laughs> uh, you've you've seen a fair bit of uh, of this level of golf. Um, I know you know your game. I reckon that this is going to be a great little run for you. That's my personal opinion. Last question: What's the number Love one it. recipe that you've developed over the past uh, three months? Oh wow, it's a tough one, but I'm I'm gonna have to say. My housemates have kind of called it the Steph specialty, so that means, you know, they've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. I, I still am not 100% certain, you know, if they're just being nice. I found this very simple recipe for a chicken piccata. 
it's amazing. It's just, it's quick, it's simple, it's healthy, it's so tasty, great flavors. And I learned a little, a little secret about, you know, keeping chicken tender. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's hit the spot every time. So it's, I think it's my new go-to dish for sure. Steph's chicken frittata. We're going to be looking for that in all <laughs> chicken good cookbooks. Piccata, piccata. Piccata, not frittata. <laughs> Piccata. I, I no, was, frittata. Yeah, frittata. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, but it's piccata. <laughs> Steph's chicken piccata. Piccata, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be looking yeah, for that. Yeah, that's the in, one. In all Look out good, for it. In all good recipe books uh, right around <laughs> the globe. Steph, really appreciate your time. Looking forward to seeing how the next three months plays out with your career. We're very excited for you. Thank you so much, Benny. Looking forward to teeing it up, and hopefully you don't have to scroll too far down the list to see my name. We're, we're going to find. It's, it, you're always easy to find anyway. S.na is yeah. is is right. not is not difficult the to spot. Name and a little blue flag. I do love it when I go to one of your tournaments and I see your name very uh, close to the top. To always warms my heart. We hope to see a lot more of it over the course of 2020. Thanks so much, Benny. I appreciate it. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. Steph is a true talent and a truly delightful person. We thank her for her time and wish her all the best on her continuing quest for full LPGA status. So that's the downhill left to right breaking part on episode 32. As always, our gratitude to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation with support from Business SA and SA Health. Hooked on Sport is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so shoot us a note and say good day. Thanks to Ben Watson. He wrote and recorded the musical intro to Hooked on Sport, and our show's producers are both stars. They are Wallace Long and Desiree McMahon. We'll see you soon at Hooked on Sport.